Lots of things to talk about today for Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. We could get to, to the holidays here in just a little bit. A lot of weird holidays, as there usually is during, um, well, any day. Uh, some that are on the calendar and some that seem to be somehow voted into the the um, book of holidays or whatever they call it, the registry of holidays. We'll get to that in just a moment. I want to talk football for just a moment. Uh, last night, you probably watched Monday Night Football, or even if you didn't, I'll recap you a little bit. Um, final score was 31-14. to 14. Uh, Tom Brady losing, so that means Tom Brady, is he going to be back? Is he going to come back from uh, for another season? A lot of people are speculating yes and not with Tampa Bay. Who is he going to play for? Who knows? The crazy part is the guy's like 45 years old. And that is unheard of in football. No one that I know of besides like kickers have been able to get to that point where they're, you know, 45 years old. But kickers don't get beat up as much. But this guy was getting beat up a lot by the commentators uh, and probably a lot of fans as well. Dallas Cowboys were easily able to beat Tampa, but it wasn't an easy game for the Dallas kicker, Brett Maher. Uh, he missed an NFL record four extra points in a row. Here's Monday Night Football commentator Troy Aikman uh, quickly suggesting this guy might be out of a job. And now the drama of Brett Maher trying to hit an extra point. He's missed three tonight, four in a row. And he has done it again. They might be looking for a kicker next week. And this is a 24 to nothing game. That is four missed extra points tonight. And you just feel horrible for him. And it certainly has been an interesting uh First round of the playoffs, you had uh, Trevor Lawrence having four interceptions and then coming back to win it, win the game by one. You had okay, what's gonna what's what's Tom Brady gonna do? You know, Tom Brady always turns it on and does something. He wasn't able to do that last night, so he lost. Um, but now we got the second round of the playoffs. Does Dallas get a new kicker? That's just an interesting thing. I mean, I can't kick a field goal to save my life, but. I mean, the guy's job is to make field goals and extra points. And if he's not doing that, what else does the team have to base his performance on? Okay, so you're a kicker. Uh, you show up to practice every day. You uh, practice your kicking. But when the game happens, mm, you don't always make them. So there's a lot of kickers that are out of a job right now because a lot of them aren't on any other teams, so do they sign one? We'll just have to wait and see about that, but looking forward to the next round of the playoffs uh, coming up next week. Uh, some holidays to get to this morning. Today is Ditch New Year's Resolution Day. You, you gave it a shot. You just couldn't quite get it through the uprights. It only took you a couple weeks before you gave up on it, but research suggests that by the third week of the new year, all of our plans for losing weight or finding a new job tend to fizzle out. And a poll last year found that 70% of us 
slide back into our bad habits around this time. It takes 32 days for the average American to break their resolutions. Today is also Ben Franklin Day, celebrating the day of his birth back in 1706. Now, he wasn't per- perfect, but he gave, uh, gave us a lot of different uh, inventions like the Franklin stove, the bifocals, the odometer, and uh, flexible the flexible catheter. <laughs> I mean, some people might be thanking him even more. Um, he also helped draft a little thing called the Declaration of Independence. So, uh, happy birthday to Brent and celebrate Ben Franklin Day, if you'd like. It's also National Classy Day, uh, so be a class act. Also, why not, if you're going to raise a glass for Ben Franklin, make it hot buttered rum. Because it's hot buttered rum day. It's, uh, uh, well, hot buttered rum. It was used hundreds of years ago as a way to warm up on a cold day. Don't really have that going on today. It's kind of warm. Um, but we get the rum part. We get the hot buttered rum, the rum part. But why the butter? Uh, it's kind of like bulletproof coffee if you ever tried that. It's a 17th century thing, which is supposedly something that'll give you a boost of energy. Speaking of booze, uh, it's National Bootleggers Day. And, uh, yeah, that's what what we got for holidays. Uh, Some things in the news, some quick things for you. Uh, Hyundai is, or Hyundai, 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 uh, they have a new car and a new steering system that allows cars to drive sideways like a crab. Pretty neat. Uh, The new E-Corner steering system could be a vehicle in in production by 2025. And the system also allows for zero turning, diagonal driving, and uh, three-point turns. Finally, people are going to be able to parallel park and, and actually turn. I just hope they use their turn signal. That's one thing we haven't seemed to be able to figure out. You can do the, the steering as as far as you want. You can go in circles and do all that. But until people use their turn signal, maybe just an automatic turn signal. Hey, you're going to turn right? You're turning the wheel right? Well, why don't we turn your turn signal on for you? You got self-driving cars and all these other things. But still, no one has figured out how to make the turn signal actually work. Because it seems like the human can't bother to do it when they're driving whatever car. So let's just figure that out. Self-driving cars, flying cars, all that. Let's put that on the back burner. Let's figure out how we can get turn signals to actually work. I think it's a great idea. So go do your research and figure that out. But what I want to do right now is uh, tell you about some great things that are happening in our community. And so I always like to talk with area nonprofit groups and um, organizations that are doing really awesome stuff right here in our community. But not always do people know about what's going on. History centers, uh, theaters, nonprofit groups that have training coming up. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got an event, a fundraiser, or something like that, reach out to me. Email let's talk at wsjm.com. You can also uh, give me a call, 925 WSJM, That's and then you can be part of Got Something to Say. It's brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you.
My guest today is Peter Cook. He's the Director of Programs and Outreach over at the North Bering Historical Museum in Coloma. Peter, how you doing, man? I am I'm doing wonderful, Johnny. Just uh, wrapping up everything with our holiday open house event here. Yeah, yeah. How were the uh, the holidays for you at the museum? I know you guys had a, a, a whirlwind of events, I guess you would say, uh, of so many great things that you had um, and so many festive events and, and fun things. How did that all go? Yeah, yeah. Festive was the word I was going to use. <laughs> but, but yeah, it went fantastic for the uh, weekend of December 9th through the 11th. We had an estimated total of 675 guests come through the museum to view the 36 different sponsored uh, holiday trees that we had up as well as participate in the chili cook-off, gingerbread house decorating and the uh, contest associated with that and all the other events that we had going on, the kids carnival. So yeah, whirlwind as you described it also used all the words I was going to use to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> well, it, it certainly uh, seemed like it was a, a great event uh, and, and great, you know, really a whole holiday uh, extravaganza. You could say that too, uh, that it was, uh, any, I heard you have some winners. Do you, do you want to mention some winners for these contests and things that you had for, uh, cause you had quite a lot of stuff. Do you, do you have some winners for us? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so the, the 36 sponsored trees that I mentioned, those are decorated by different businesses, organizations, society members, uh, that we have displayed throughout the museum's campus. And while people are here, for the holiday open house, they can vote on them. We also have student groups that come through in the weeks following holiday open house, and they tour the trees, uh, decorate gingerbread houses, and they vote on their favorite trees while they're here, and they learn some holiday history as well. So uh, we have both a people's choice and a student's choice mm. available. And it's worth mentioning that uh, for those student groups that come through their school, this year we had classrooms from Coloma, Waterbury, and Countryside Academy. And uh, that program is made possible in part by a grant from the Berrien Community Foundation. So very grateful for that, getting those groups through here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I said, so we have the winners of both the People's Choice and the Students' Choice. So uh, taking third place in the Students' Choice was uh, Cutting Corners. They had a really cool Oscar the Grouch tree. They, they put the tree in a trash can oh, and nice. took the top off and made that into Oscar the Grouch. So you can imagine that the students would have really loved that one. I love that. That's great. Great uh, and, and very creative for sure. Uh-huh. And second place, uh, the Friendly Tavern came in. They had a Super Mario themed tree once again. No surprise that the Students' Choice would, would enjoy a <laughs> Super Mario tree. Of course. Bringing a classic video game character to life. Uh, Super Mario is over 40 years old now. Hard to believe. <laughs> Makes me feel very old. Yeah. And in first place for the uh, Students' Choice, uh, no surprise that the Waterville District Library's uh, Jack Skellington uh, mm. tree came in first place there. Very nice. So that's the student's choice. Uh, in the people's choice, in third place, uh, we had Arts and Craft over in Hartford, if you're familiar with the mm -hmm. Arts and Craft at all. Yeah. They, they, came, they had a really cool gnome tree. It was kind of abstract, an abstract gnome. Uh, so they came in third place in the people's choice. In second place was Surratt Nature Center, 
theirs was adorned in like a fruits uh, and, and mushrooms dried, you know, nice. and it was a very cool one. And in first place was for the people's choice was the cutting corners tree. Oscar uh, took that one as well. <laughs> oh, nice. Just a, a sweep of the, tr- of the trophies. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's our, our students and people's choice for the tree decorating contest for our, our first annual chili cook-off. Our uh, runner-up for that was Denise Crockett, and our chili master, our winner, was Sheila Schultz. So uh, congratulations to both of them. we really happy with the turnout for the chili cook-off. And did you get to try some of those chilies? I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the, both the winner, the, both the winner and the runner ups were, were quite delectable. That is, oh, delectable. That's another great word. We're using some great <laughs> words today. I love it. We got, we got our vocab on today. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, that was great. Uh, look forward to those events to happening again, uh, as we get to the holidays again next year, but we want to get into some of the things that are going on at the museum as we kind of start the first part of the year, you guys are, are starting to be pretty busy with some things that are going on and kind of making a, some road trips here in the next uh, couple months. But uh, an event that we want to highlight is something that's happening Tuesday, January 17th. Tell me about this uh, North Berrien Notables. Yeah, so North Berrien Notables, that's a presentation that I will be overseeing. I will be giving that presentation. It covers interesting local connections to nationally famous people and events in history. So at that presentation, I'll be talking about Historical figures and celebrity visitors to northern Berrien County, you know, okay. it's Coloma, Waterbleet, Hager, and Bainbridge. Uh, so it's specifically that area of Berrien okay. County that we'll be focusing on. So that everyone from Explorer Robert LaSalle to uh, Louis Armstrong performing at the Crystal Palace on Pawpaw Lake. That's and, fantastic. Yeah, there's a wide range of surprising and noteworthy connections to the area, you know, between pioneers, athletes, politicians, musicians, writers, and lots of other remarkable figures from the past. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And so this is something that will, you're, you're going and doing this at a, not at the museum, even though correct. you're the one presenting, you'll do it at a different location, correct? So that's yeah. something to keep in mind. Yes. Our thought process was we we're going to be in taking down all the holiday open house stuff in January and February. Right. And so much easier to go to offsite locations, plus just get out to areas that, you know, or get a little closer yeah. to people uh, further in the outskirts of where we're from. So, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, Waterfleet Township Hall is where the January 17th program will be taking place at 7 p.m. So, yep, once again, yeah, that's Tuesday, January 17th, 7 p.m., North Berrien Notables. Awesome. At Waterville Township Hall. Is that something we just show up at seven uh, and, and or a little bit before to enjoy this presentation? It, we do have to register or do anything ahead of time, RSVP, because being off site, didn't know if there's, you know, limited space or something like that at the Township Hall. No, no RSVP is required. Okay. All right. Well, looking forward to that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to check that out uh, because, yeah, like you said, there's so many cool things that have happened right here in Southwest Michigan. And we think it's pretty great. And, uh, you know, a lot of people may think they're celebrities, but we've had other big uh, national celebrities and, and great notable people to come by our area. Then another one, um, speaking of another township hall, uh, on Tuesday, February 21st, uh, you have Township on the Shore, the history of Hager. This sounds like fun as well. How, what's this presentation going to be like? 
Yeah, well, it's it's pretty much all in the uh, the title. You know, the Hager Township was settled in the mid 1800s, and it was an early hub for the lumber industry due to its wealth of trees and proximity to Lake Michigan. And of course, the later rise of resorts in the area included the uh, famous private estate known as Jacobia, which I've presented on several times. We had the tall uh, wooden water tower on the Lake, Lake Michigan shore. Uh, you know, of course, I won't be going into as much detail on that particular subject as I have in, in uh, presentations dedicated to it. Uh, but yeah, there's a really fascinating past of Hager, which is a pretty unique area. You know, we're going to be covering. Uh, some origins of place names and some strange but true stories from the area. I know that there's uh, the eccentric pioneers, Kate and Ebenezer Standish. Uh, they're fairly popular amongst history buffs in the area. And there's all, even going to, the presentation will even include a deadly visit by Chicago mobsters in 1928. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's on the that's on February twenty first, and we'll dive uh, maybe even deeper into that uh, as we talk again next month. But that yeah, that'll again, be at Hager Township Hall. Hager Township Hall. So we definitely want to yeah. check that that's one out uh, again. Probably not a RSVP required because it's a township hall, so we probably have a decent amount of, of space over there. Yep. Yeah, as, as far as I understand it now, that is correct. <laughs> awesome. Well, Peter, these are some great events that you have uh, and some good programs that people want to check out. And, and congratulations again to all those people that won some of those uh, those holiday contests. But if people want to come to the museum and, and see all that you guys have to offer, uh, you know, not just these great presentations of, and events, but they can stop in uh, on a regular basis if they'd like. Uh, tell me about your hours and how people can find you. Yeah, so the North Barron Historical Museum is located in Coloma, uh, right across from Coloma High School on Red Arrow Highway. And we're open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 4. And you can find all kinds of information on our website, northbarrionhistory.org. We also have a Facebook page, which uh, the uh, Holiday Open House winners and more are all available on there to see on there. Oh, we got a phone ringing. Just that's okay. <laughs> you know, people people want to. Yeah, you are busy, and people want to know what's going on. Uh, and I will say, yeah. sh uh, shout out to your to you guys uh, with your Facebook page uh, for anybody that loves history and wants to know things about uh, the North Berrien area, especially specifically is definitely like you guys on Facebook because I do and I love I love history but I love knowing and learning about all of the cool things and there's a lot of little factoids that you can learn uh, from our area all from just liking you guys on Facebook or stopping in so that's really great again what's what's the website again that we can check out northbarrienhistory.org Awesome. Well, Peter, always good to chat with you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I know you guys are busy because the phones are ringing. You guys had uh, <laughs> things to get to, but thank you so much for taking a little bit of your time to chat with me about the cool things happening at North Barron Historical Museum. Yeah, my pleasure, Johnny. Thank you. And if you'd want to take some moments to uh, chat with me about what's going on with your nonprofit, feel free to reach out to me. You can always email let's talk at wsjm.com. You can call 925 WSJM. Tell me about an event you have coming up, some programs that you have that you'd love to have people show up for, or maybe you just need volunteers. Reach out and let's talk. Uh, and you could be on Got Something to Say that not only plays here during the morning show, but also in the afternoon at 5.30 and after news with Andrew Green. And you can check out the podcast at WSJM.com.
Give me a call, 925-WSJM. You can email Let's Talk at WSJM.com. And for Jocelyn, you can just walk into the room. Good hey. morning. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I missed being here. You did? Yes, always. A, a lot of people missed hearing you. Oh. I got a lot of letters. Oh, letters? I thought I was the only one that wrote letters still. I got some postcards. Oh, good. So uh, good to have you back. Thank you. I mean, obviously we have conversations every day because we're literally yep. at our house right now. Yep. Uh, first off, want to ask you, um, now that we're halfway through the month of January, mm-hmm. past that point, mm-hmm. we talked a little while back about New Year's resolutions, how we don't have any. Right. Did you change your mind in any way and say, mm, you know what, this is my, maybe not a resolution, but more of a goal that I have in mind. Did you do anything? Absolutely not. No, nothing? I would what? say possibly I'm more aware of the nutrition my body desires. Oh. Mainly not sending you to the store for groceries because you always come back with Doritos and gummy bears. One, that, that is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did just, I did just yesterday. Yes, you did. That was my exact order was yep. gummy bears, um, uh, Doritos, and then I got the Good Boy Vodka Seltzers. Yes, yes. Delicious, by the way. Um, but one thing we, I guess I wouldn't call it a resolution, but something that we we talked about, I think we agreed upon it, but I, I'm not really sure. I guess the jury's still out on that. We talked about not always going out, not really going out, but like getting fast food or something quick. We talked about even when it came to pizza, as much as we love pizza. It's my favorite. I would eat it for every meal. The number one, probably the number one food that we would eat all the time. But we talked about this where instead of picking up pizza from all of the great pizza places we have around us, we would then save a little bit of money Mm -hmm. each time and maybe just elect for the frozen pizza. I I don't have a problem with frozen pizza. I like it. But uh, that, in turn, was going to make it to where we were going to be able to save a little money so that when we could do, like, date every night. date night, every at least every quarter. We would go somewhere splurge nicer. a little. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I don't remember um, um, being opposed to this idea. We Did we shake on it? I don't remember. Sure. Let's, do you want to shake on it now? I'm good, thank you. Okay. <laughs> but no other resolutions of any kind? No. I, I saw this uh, recently, and this is the, the time where people start to either start up their resolutions or they end up uh, saying, Breaking yeah, mm-hmm. I'm done. So far, according to experts, they say most people have, have ditched their New Year's resolutions. The second Friday of the New Year is usually when they do that. So that was what, last last week Friday then? Would have been the, the second Friday? Yes. Uh, and for some reason, that's the day... Long. That's the day we say, mm, yeah, you know that goal that I wanted for 12 months in, in 2023? Ah. So not even two weeks. We aren't even yeah. giving it 14 days. And we're yeah. like, and I'm out. Yeah, 13, 14 days and uh, I think I'm done. Okay, good to know. Study did find that only 55% of those who make resolutions last a full month. Only 55%. Only 55%. So does anyone go all 12 months? I mean, I'm like sure. like 3%. 
I'm sure there's some people. I was at the gym over the weekend, and I think some people are kind of sticking to those New Year's resolutions of working out. Yeah, I was going to say the three percent are probably the runners. Yeah, the people that run rain or shine, snow or hurricane, or they walk on the treadmill, or they, they 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 lead a pretty healthy lifestyle, anyways. So yeah, but we're assuming that the resolutions are pertaining to your health. I mean, right. I know a lot of people that have said they want to read more books, mm. or they're going to finish their um, home renovation projects. Wink, wink. Uh, well, first, I'll answer that first question uh, about books. We mm-hmm. have seen a good amount of people yeah. reading books. Yeah. You as a proprietor of a uh, of a book business. Yes, I'm a book proprietor. <laughs> yeah, I've had um, a few online sales already for um, my book business. Yeah, and not just friends of ours. I mean, some of them have been friends of ours yes. that have said, okay, my plan is to read a book a month. Or something like there, that. Surprisingly, there are a lot of people that do that. I love to read, but I have never set a book goal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what prompts people to do so. I mean, I'm sure it's screen time and how we can scroll sure. for hours and hours. And then you're in the, the deep rabbit hole of TikTok and you're trying to fix your sink with a screwdriver and a toothpick. Right. See, I'm one of those people that I don't read a lot of books. I have a lot of books that are in my, uh, I guess, in my queue of mm-hmm. books that need to be read. You do. Whether they be digital books, mm-hmm. paper books, or even audio books, mm-hmm. I've still got quite a few that I'm like, ah, started about six chapters. And well, you then- work a lot though, and when you're not working, you are normally taking a nap or walking yeah. the dog or. You know what my book is? The internet. I read a lot of the internet. Yeah, that's not the same. <laughs> that doesn't count? No. That doesn't count as much as the the articles that I read, the no, the uh, news those stories. Articles. Those are those are periodicals. Those are, I mean, they're they're news. That's probably not helping my intelligence in any way. Mm, maybe in some cases. I don't want to say the news does not help <laughs> because it does. It does inform me. Yes, but does it make me more intelligent? Mm. That's neither here nor there. But back to the uh, the home improvement projects. I guess this could be a New Year's resolution plan goal for 2023. Or witnesses from all your listeners that heard you tell exactly. me you're going to people, complete a yeah, project this year. People okay. that listen to this fine award-winning program. Pick two projects uh-huh. that are... Doable in a sense that's not only doable that I could do, but also I could, we could afford. What do you have? I have 11 projects in my brain and they're all physically doable. I would like you to do the kitchen floor. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with the kitchen floor? We're going to refloor it. (sighs) It's like 30 year old linoleum. Oh man. It's not hard. You don't even have to pull anything up. We're just going to put it on top. Okay. Okay. Or maybe you just go away for the weekend and I do it. (laughs) Um, what's the second one? I have a lot to choose from. I have a lot from which to choose. So mm, let me, mm. um, I will have to think about that. You have to think about that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, th- let that be uh, a question I pose to a lot of people uh, in the community is what, uh, what's something you want to accomplish? Whether it be, you know, home improvement project, maybe it's a health goal, maybe. <laughs> I don't know where that voice Oh, that was from. nasty. Maybe. Health or uh, maybe it's like a traveling thing. Like, I need to visit this one thing. I need to go on vacation to this yes, one place. Yes, these would be resolutions. Goals. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. call them goals. So so what are your goals for 2023? I'd love to know. You can give me a call, 925-WSJM, or email Let's talk at WSJM.com.
If you have kids or if you're like me and you have, uh, well, uh, soon to be a baker's dozen of nieces and nephews, uh, you know that a lot of kids these days are constantly on their phones, their tablets and things like that. And what do you do to try and get them to not be on those and do some other things like either go outside or maybe clean their room? You could try this. There's a dad in England that has found the secret to getting his kids to clean their room. And it's now blowing up on a parenting forum. So here's what he did. He used to bribe them uh, when he was trying to get them to do stuff like, okay, I'll give you five bucks if you, you just clean your room. Come on. It's disgusting. But now he's gotten a little more creative. He just takes the Wi-Fi hostage. Oh, this is nice. Savage. Uh, well, every morning before he leaves for work, he locks the Internet. And he even hides the Xbox controllers. When his kids uh, text him, at least two pictures of a tidy bedroom and an empty laundry hamper, he unlocks the modem. Proof of a clean bathroom and a toilet will review clue, reveal clues as to where the Xbox was hidden. And apparently... Nothing comes easy for the, these kids, but you know, it's one way. I know I always had to get my chores done, but we didn't have Wi-Fi at the time. Uh, we just had really, really slow dial-up internet. It was just beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, cheek, Now kids are you know on their tablets and phones and things like that. So parents, uncles, grandparents, whatever, if you want to try that out, Give it a shot. Let me know how it works out for you. Speaking of, of hacks, this dad has come up with a, a, a pretty interesting way. Well, it's really not a, a life hack, but it's a way of opening up a difficult-to-open jar. You know, you always have those jars, pickle jars, uh, sauce jars, whatever. They can be difficult to open because, well, they're just really tightly sealed and every guy wants to be the one that can open it up. Well, guys, here's a foolproof way that this dad has said, just take a spoon, stick it underneath the lid along one of the grooves, and then gently pry it open. I mean, that's not one that is a new idea, but uh, here's him explaining it. And this is the best part because he has a great accent. I know you can buy silly gadgets that open it or you can tap it off the table. Now, if I was to open this, I'd open it because thankfully I still have my hands that are in good use. But I want to show you, look under the lid here. You'll see a couple of little grooves, four or five grooves. Get a little teaspoon, small spoon, go near one of the grooves on the edge of the jar and underneath the lid and listen. Ah, share it. Save the planet. How to open a jar. I mean, that's a pretty easy one. That's a that's a classic way of opening the jar. I know I've used like the the tight grip ones, the rubber grip that sometimes works. And there's sometimes where none of the other ideas work. So I usually just <laughs> just beat it up and get a screwdriver and pry it open and then just uh, put foil over it or put it in a new jar after I end up going through it. Uh, in other news, uh, looks like you can poop in your yard now. Uh, researchers uh, in Europe now say that, you know, remember the scene of Matt Damon when he was stuck on Mars in, in the Martian and he was growing potatoes and he didn't have fertilizer, so he just used human poop? Apparently, 
that can work. Uh, while we're in the middle of a fertilizer shortage, they tested growing vegetables in human waste and found that not only did it work, it was safe. Mostly. Except for a tiny amount of chemicals from prescription drugs uh, that got into the food. Now, the veggies were uh, totally fine and edible. So um, so this spring, as you're, uh, you're doing your planting, maybe you do some... Uh, some squatting beforehand and and get some poop out there. Uh, that's it's. I hope not to not see that. I hope to not look in my yard and see uh, or look down in my neighborhood and see other people just pooping in their yard. That is uh, not what I want. But hey, if you want to give it a try, go right ahead. Uh, I'm here to tell you about some of the great stories you'll find. And our Your Moody on the Market update is brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service, Tall IMS Today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. Now, we've got some great uh, activities for you to get out of the house and do some things. Jocelyn Tuzinski, one of our Moody on the Market contributors, put together a, a great list of some of the things that are coming up this weekend into the weekend. She says, uh, this strange snowless winter brings us gray skies and dreary days, but the lack of ice and sludge allows us more opportunities to leave our homes and do things. So get out of the house and explore our fantastic communities. This week offers many activities for us to enjoy outdoors in the fresh, chilly air and indoors, too. Now, coming up on Wednesday, January 18th, the Benton Harbor Public Library will be hosting their Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, story time at 1130 a.m. and an open mic event at 5 p.m. in honor of Dr. King. The Public Library invites any and all uh, to share a poem, essay, um, song or short story, if you'd like. Uh, some other things going on on Thursday, uh, January 19th, you can join Silver Harbor Brewing Company in St. Joseph for their Taylor Swift edition trivia night at 7 p.m. in the garden. Uh, put on your old cardigan and prepare to dominate the subject that you know all too well. Doors open at 6 p.m. Their full uh, food and drink menu will be available throughout the evening. And if you're really into trivia, if you're more of a 90s sitcom lover, you can head on over to Watermark Brewing Company in Stevensville for their Thursday night fun Seinfeld trivia hosted in their solarium. Doors open at 6 p.m. and trivia will begin at 7. The first place team will receive an autographed soup Nazi photo and a $100 gift card. Second place will win a $50 gift card and a $25 gift card will be presented to third place. Delicious beverages will be available for purchase if these pretzels are making you thirsty. Uh, some other great things uh, going on. Buchanan District Library has their adult craft class, uh, their handmade journal on Thursday the 19th. Some great things happening at Urban Garage Market on Saturday and uh, a lot more. So go and check out that full story of the full list of great events happening in our community this week and into the weekend by checking out that full story written by Moody on the Market contributor Jocelyn Tuzinski at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. So when you're on the go and you want to know what's happening in Southwest Michigan, we got it for you. And your Moody on the Market update is brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.